It's Saturday the 17th of November and welcome to episode 17 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. Right, first an update on my back. Uh, Well, golf is back on the agenda. Woohoo. I was advised by the physio to take things gradually and I did. I turned up with my mate a few weeks ago now, walked a few holes, just chipped the odd shot here and there and just gradually built up from there and uh, two weeks ago now I played um, a number of holes probably about nine holes I suppose and actually got the driver out on a few so um, no reaction at all no negative reaction and the game wasn't too bad either despite a a good solid three months layoff so uh, I'm looking forward to playing a bit more although last week I was at the Lord Mayor's show this week my mate's in um, Oh, centre parks, apologies. And uh, so I'll probably get back to it next week. So really good. Um, I've been doing the exercises the physio set me and I think that has a major bearing on it and message out there, kind of stating the obvious. Um, But if you have a few aches and pains and niggles, just see what exercise regime you can do now uh, before that develops into something else. Uh, Like I had, I had this actual facet joint lock which is a very specific and acute problem. Uh, but hopefully now we're uh, we're on the mend and I'm keeping the area freed up. So really, really pleased to, to feel that I've got some good mobility back again. Um, the only thing I've not really tried to do is run for the train. Um, one of the things they found out when I was doing my physio test was about uh, my left quad wasn't stretched enough. So I'm doing exercises to stretch that and they don't really hurt. Um, but it feels that the, the area around the left knee is a bit weak. So... I'm not going too mad on that. If a train goes, it goes, and I'll get the next one. So photography stuff. Um, it's been a really good period, actually. Uh, when I when I came back from my leave and my back problem, I did some headshots, and I talked about that in the previous episode. Uh, but the other week, I had an inquiry about my services every single day of the week, and that's good, uh, <laughs> very frequent. Um the the one at the end of the week has led to a very good booking, uh, which I carried out last Thursday, and that was at the Houses of Parliament in uh, the Strangers' Dining Room, quite near to the House of Commons. Um, I won't mention the company's name, and ultimately I'll put some details up online, but uh, they were a great, great team to work for. Um, I was pleased to get the booking and hopefully uh, start a good relationship there and from what I've seen so far and what I've heard they've been happy with the results so that was really good and just being at the Houses of Parliament uh, was was special Uh, I know it's a bit of a building site at the moment inside and out but um, it was really really good to be there and this particular week the the kind of big Brexit showdown week in many ways seeing all the reports on TV um, of the area that I've walked past and you can actually usually in the background see the tour guides and groups there so yeah it's just a sort of main public thoroughfare but still nice to be there you know big big part of our history um on saturday i went to lord mayor's show um i would say that's probably the best weather that i've experienced there I and mean, we've had some reasonable days in the past but it was sunny it was bright it was not cold obviously the crowds kind of helped towards that and um took about seven eight hundred something like that which is a bit down than last year but still happy with the results um there was an interesting situation at the beginning though light wise so it started off it was a bit dull then the sun broke through and there was this strip of light where the the what do you call them processioners marchers you know 
people taking part are walking through and I was thinking well you know it's a very very tight window to try and get that exposure and actually it'll probably be blown out anyway and the sun moves fairly quickly on its arc uh, it seems this time of year so um, in the end I was kind of hoping to avoid the sun and it kind of moved out the way or went down or behind a cloud or whatever and I was fiddling around with well, what mo- what mode would suit me best and I normally shoot fully manual um, but I thought actually what I want to do is just make sure I can capture a reasonable explo- ex- explosion. <laughs> That's no, take that back. Reasonable exposure um, and that there is some movement. People are waving, there's stuff going on, you know. So I went for shutter priority and that was good enough for me. I don't know, 250th, something like that. Um, got some good results, put them up on stock sites and waiting for some sales to come through. Uh, but got some good ones and shared a few of them on Instagram with some of the people that uh, I saw actually in, in the march. So it was good to get some engagement there. Uh, and actually, while I was out there, I got an inquiry from an actor about headshot. So I'm um, waiting to see if that one uh, comes through. So that's really good. Um, I've also been looking into sort of education uh, a bit more. So I, I found um, that I was getting to the stage where on courses in portraiture lighting headshots, a lot of it was ground that I covered and you get to that stage where you just need to practice it. Um, but I, I wanted to do a bit more in Photoshop, get a bit deeper into it. I, so I use Adobe Lightroom and they're kind of, I suppose, it's partner with Photoshop to a degree. Lightroom is very good for like the cataloging. They call it DAM, Digital, digital Asset Management. And uh, Photoshop is, is obviously linked to that. It's another Adobe product. Um, very, very comprehensive Um you get better results when you can get into it, but obviously you can't just dip into it. You know, it's not particularly intuitive like that. So I signed up for Kelby One training. So I've heard of Scott Kelby for years. I mean, he's he's a he's an educator. He sport he shoots, he shoots all sorts of things. He quite likes his travel, I think, in Europe particularly. Um, but he shoots a lot of the NFL games, and there's some really great stuff that he's done out there. And I think he's a very keen guitarist. But he's got a, a training site called kelby1.com and they've got all sorts of classes from all sorts of trainers in there um, a lot of the people that I follow so there's a few Peter Hurley classes in there Joe McNally I mean I met Joe at the uh, photography show last year and um, really kind of big ambassadors for for their particular field and there's just so much to learn you can dip in and out of these courses they're broken broken down into sort of subjects that are easily digestible kind of you know 10 minute segments at, at most and um, it's you know usual thing. There's different pricing plans, but I went for the pro, which is access to all courses, discounts, online magazines, and all sorts. And I think it was about $199 for the year, uh, which works out about twelve something um, a month. So I, I think that's good value. Uh, you can't you can't even get an adult education type course for more than about three or four hundred pounds because I I'd done some research on on that in in. Um, leading up to the the purchase so and and this i do spend a lot of time a lot of downtime looking on youtube hunting around for stuff and of course you're at you're at the mercy of of how good these people are and how much they cover uh, some of them are a front so that you can then subscribe to their paid for services no so i just pulled the trigger and uh, went for the kelby one and so far so good so great even um one of the other things I've been looking at as well recently is my roadmap for storage. So 
again, I apologise if I if I've covered these things in the past. I probably have. Um, I have uh, a drive that is my main drive. Uh, so it's an external hard drive uh, which holds my photos. That's backed up to a second external hard drive of the same size, so they're always kept in sync. Um, on top of that, I have cloud backup with both Backblaze and Amazon Prime because they actually back up raw files as well, which is really good. Um, but, you know, that's not going to last forever. Discs don't last forever. So either the two, the, the two obvious events are going to be either a disc failure, probably quite likely, um, or uh, or it'll run out of space and I'll need to do something then. One of them will. Um, oh, sorry, I meant to say that I've got one other disc that I use for Time Machine backup. So my plan is to go with one of these, they call them a NAS drive, uh, Network Access Storage. Uh, Synology is the company, S-Y-N-O-L-O-G-Y. Um, and I've known people have used them and, and really been uh, pleased with what they've seen. And what you do is you basically buy a box that can hold um, a number of drives in there. So you buy the shell. Um, they can be four bay, five bay, two bay, ten bay, whatever. And sometimes you can get add-ons. So you you know if you run out of that, you can add them on. But what they do is use the RAID storage system. Um, so redundant array of independent disks. No, apologies. Um, anyway, RAID, and you've probably heard of the different versions of RAID, and they do their own version called Synology Hybrid RAID SHR. Anyway, without getting too bogged down in, in all the semantics, it spreads the data over the disks. If you get a disk failure, nothing's lost, you replace the disk. Um, and so what I'm looking to do is basically have my whole drive structure on there. I will always keep my prime disk, the four terabyte um, G technology Thunderbolt drive. That's always going to be like my active one. Um, and it'll have a reasonable amount of archive because, you know, I've been using it for over a year now. And it's about a third full so far. Um, but that, that's probably going to increase the more work I do. So I think I'm going to stick with that because that was a big investment. That was over 300 quid, 350 quid for a single drive. Um, but everything else that I have as kind of waifs and strays and bits of add-on that I bought in PC world uh, for the things like the time machine and the mirror is all going to be in the Synology. Uh, so everything will be covered within that RAID structure. Uh, so I've identified the products I want. Um, actually, they're just bringing out a 2019 model, and I'm hoping that I don't need to buy one before that comes out. Um, so I'm looking to at least line that up. So I think it's important to have a roadmap. Um, I, I think I've got good coverage now in the event of a failure. Uh, you know, it would be pretty rough if both of my local disks went but then I've got two cloud backups and they're really quick um, and hopefully you know I'm going to get a little bit more speed when I move over to the Virgin Media Business Broadband this week uh, which is 350 meg download and 15 meg up I'm currently 10 meg up um, but it usually is quite a quick operation to to do the uploads so um, and then a message to everyone really just know what your backup plans are don't don't just have local backups. If your house burns down or if someone decides to thieve everything of any type of value, it's gone, gone forever. So have a cloud solution. Um, some of the backup services actually have the ability to write a copy to another location. So that could be, say, I don't know, parents' house, friend's house. You just have a, a drive there that can be online and you can just uh, back up to it that way. So... But yeah, message for everyone there. Um, so one of the things 
about the event that I did recently was that it was primarily low light photography. So I did use a flash for a group shot, uh, which they asked me to do. And I've used flash in some of the weddings that I've been to uh, this year in the evening dues just to do some, um, you know, dancing type shots. And that's worked pretty well. I've had some nice shots and some really good feedback. But I noticed it was through a post or a comment that someone had put on one of my posts a while ago and I think it was their brother or brother-in-law or something, had um, put down, uh, on the, sorry, on their on their background, their, I think you call it a background page or something on Facebook, they had this picture taken of them at a wedding, but it was a kind of, it was like the, the groom and groomsman um, near a car, and it looked like a desert background. And it was a great picture, really, really high-quality picture because it caught the emotion of it and the fun of it. And I looked at the little watermark on there, and it was Gingerbird Photography, J-I-N-J-A-B-I-R-D. And the guy is based out in Bedford. So I'd look around at the time and looked at his portfolio, and I would say these are stunning pictures. And one of the things I, I admired about him was that in the interior shots, so the dancing shots, the couple doing their first dance, cutting the cake, etc., etc., anything that was in the main hall, you know, in the hotel or the barn or whatever it might be, um, he got the lighting so right. Um, great colours in the background, nicely lit but not overlit shots of the actual subjects, be that the couple or the dancers or whatever. Um, sharp, I, I do like sharp pictures. Um, the technicals always have to be right for me. And... I think what what I found interesting is that of the other weddings we've been to this year, uh, the pictures were kind of okay. I think one of them, the wedding photographer, was fairly new to the game. Um, Another one, very experienced and won some awards. But, you know, I kind of thought, well, it's standard shots. Yeah, focus okay. But, yeah. And certainly in both cases, the main ones that I remember, um, they they just had at most one single uh, speed light flash. Um, the one that we went to in June at the golf club, um, they had a speed light on the speaker stand from the disco facing the photographer so that when they took a shot of the happy couple, the light was bright behind them. It is a, a cliche kind of standard shot, but I'm sure it came out well. Uh, haven't seen the, um, the final product. And they're a really nice couple. I had a good chat with them at the time. Um, but no, Gingerbird, if you can look at their his website, his name's Ben, um, and also his Facebook page, so Gingerbird Photography, uh, as again, J-I-N-J-A-B-I-R-D. And I called him yesterday um, because I had in mind what I thought he used as his setup to get those shots. And I was kind of in the right ballpark. I was pretty close, actually. Um, so what he does is he sets up remote flashes. He uses about three in general. Um, attached to say beams or you know light fittings or whatever looking down Um, and that's it for the evening so that will light the dance floor it gives some very focused light Um, but that's how he's able to get some nice color and nice nicely lit subjects and his main kind of key light I suppose is um, placed to one side of the disco facing the dance floor so I guess if you wanted to do some actual posing you'd, you'd kind of get people in that zone uh, it's something to to try out, but I was really impressed. He was a great guy, um, Nick on shooter as well, and also the lights he's got is, uh, same to mine, so Godox AD two hundreds, and uh, I'm actually looking forward to an opportunity to try that out. Um, we've got a family do coming up in January around at my sister's house, and I might even kind of say to her, 
uh, can I just try something out just to get some nice shots? So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so I think that was um, most most agreeable. The fact that he was able to give me his time, and um, and it it was really much appreciated. So going forward, what is there? Well, we booked a trip over between Christmas and New Year. We're going to Seville. Um, we toyed with the idea of going somewhere snowy and festive, um, but actually thought we'd go somewhere with a better climate. And I think on a good day, that time of the year, it can be high teens, maybe even 20. So that'd be quite nice, actually, for Sue and I. Um, so we haven't really done any planning on the California trip. We've got a few months to go um, for that. That's uh, not till middle of next year. Um, but we are yeah, sort of starting to do some planning now for uh, Seville. That will feature a uh, vlog again. Looking forward to doing that bit of video. Um, and I will travel with no more than two lenses, uh, which will be my new travel walk around 24-120 f4 and I will take my 20mm prime f1.8 for wide shots and extra low light shots because that's uh, that served me quite well in the past. So I think that's all for now. Um, in line with uh, previous uh, my previous podcast, I'm not going to read out all the connectivity options I'd like people to land on my website and find that out. So if you stumble across this if you stumble upon this podcast and you'd like to hear more, then the episodes are available on iTunes and the earlier ones are probably still available on SoundCloud. I think if you do general searching for Phil Swallow Photography or Phil's Photography Journey podcast, you should find them. If not, then just contact me um, actually on the website under the blog section so you can probably play them from there. So I will sign off now. Thank you very much for listening. Um, please pass it on if you like this and give me a review. If not, just uh, be safe. Enjoy your preparation for the Christmas period, which is looming large. And uh, contact me at www.philswallow.com and enjoy your weekend. Thank you.